0: You're listening to Between the Reads, a bi-weekly podcast that shines a spotlight on books by new and recently published authors. I'm your host, Audra Russell. Are you looking for a good read? Tired of being disappointed by trending books that don't live up to the hype? Maybe you're an aspiring author and feel like giving up on your writing? Stay tuned, book lovers and writers alike. This show is for you. Our podcast sponsor today is Delaney Diamond, USA Today bestselling author of Sweet, Sensual, Passionate Romance. Seasoned is her latest release, about three friends in their 40s and 50s who live in San Diego, and the summer they each find everlasting love, proving it's never too late for a happily ever after. For more details, visit DelaneyDiamond.com. That's D-E-L-A-N-E-Y Diamond.com. Janae Marie was born in Detroit, Michigan. She received her first college degree in media arts and studies from Wayne State University. Later, she relocated to California, where she pursued and received her second degree in broadcast journalism. Her first book, Flirting with Temptations, was published when she was 25. Janae published two more books before the age of 30, Daddy's Home, and double-tape. Her latest novel, Besties, is available now, and her current work in progress is entitled Sleeping with the Enemy. Janae, welcome to Between the Reads. Hi. Hello. Thank you for
1: having me. I'm so excited.
0: Oh, I'm so excited, too. I'm so glad you could be here. So, how did you get from Detroit to California?
1: That's a real good question. (laughs) Okay, well, um, honestly, uh, we just, I just wanted to change, you know, um, I really wanted to start trying to get into uh, script writing, so uh, I like, just decided to, you know, move out of Detroit so I could grow my career as a writer, mm-hmm. and I uh, figured that being closer to the uh, Los Angeles area would be good for me, so hopefully I'm planning to... Uh, move there next year. So.
0: Okay, that's great. So let's get in between the pages of Double Take. Tell us a little bit about this novel and why you chose to write it.
1: Okay, so Double Take is the story of two twin brothers who live in the same household, but they have like two completely different lives. Uh, their their names are Carlos and Carlson. So Carlton Carlton is like think of Carlton from The Fresh Prince of Bel Air, pretty much, basically, okay.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: yeah, so he's he's like uh, button up. He has he's so uh, reserved and he's book smart. Wants to go to college, be a politician, and make some changes. Whereas Carlos, he's kind of a, a bad boy. He wants to fast money. He sells drugs because um, he's for instant gratification. So um what ends up happening later on down the line in their lives one of the brothers is cuz I don't want to I don't want to give too much away but one of the-
0: Right, right. I was going to say don't give no spoilers away, girl. <laughs>
1: yeah, so um one of the brothers is tried for um a crime that they didn't commit. So
0: right. And Carlos and Carl are so different. They both grew up uh-huh. in Detroit. And, like you said Carl is he seems motivated to make a change he's you know he he's he's on track he wants to go to college he wants to book, you know study political science, which he ends up doing, and he becomes you know he gets into into politics to try and change okay. detroit um but carlos is is jaded and believes that nothing will ever change for them because they're yeah. black men so why, them growing up in the same household, why did you choose to make them so different?
1: I wanted to make them different because I wanted to show how it, it only takes a minute for your life to change. No, I mean, all it takes, I mean, whether you make a good decision or a bad decision, it only takes a minute for your life to change. You may think, oh, I, I have this perfect life, so my life is going to be that way forever, or, you know, I don't... But on the same hand, just because you've been given a bad hand, I don't want, you know, readers to think like, oh, you know, how people have that perception like, oh, if you've had a rough life or you've uh, been in and out of prison. No one's going to hire you or you're never going to get anywhere in life. So kind of wanted to get that misconception out of there to bring to light that it only takes a minute for your life to completely change. Okay.
0: so one day the two brothers, they see their mother crying because the lights were about to be cut off. And they were about to be evicted. So, and this is where their two lives really begin to veer off the path into different directions. Because before that, Carl was trying to keep Carlos out of drugs, keep him on the straight and narrow. But when this happens, Carlos knows what he has to do. And he decides to give in to the temptation of selling drugs. And he gets involved with Quincy, who that's a whole another story right there. That brother. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so his while while Carl stays the course for college um, Carlos goes out and decides to sell drugs so but Carl seems very jealous of Carlos, even though you know he feels like Carlos is headed for destruction so what's going on there with the two brothers because like I said, Carl seems very, there's there's some animosity there between the two.
1: Uh, Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, so, pretty much, Carlos, he's, he does, like you said, he is jaded. He does believe like, you know, hey, we're black men. He believes the stigma. Like, you know, we're black men. There's nothing, you know, ain't no opportunities going to be given to us. Uh, we got to go out there and take it. And mm-hmm. Carl, he believes that Carlton is a little bit like too kind of stuck up and in his own head to um see reality so he doesn't think that he has a um a clear grasp on what the real world is and carlton does kind of envy carlos mm. because of carlos being rebellious and because carlos has this kind of i would say free spirit because he he takes action he's more of like a take action type of person he doesn't wait i would say he doesn't wait on anyone to give him anything he's the type of like If I want it, I'm going to go out and
0: get it type of thing. Right. Okay. So maybe he's just a little envious of how how free-spirited Carlos is. So you fast forward in the book and Carlos has been in and out of jail. And again, because that damn Quincy set him up so many times. Like I can't even Quincy. I don't even, I I didn't even form any (laughs) questions about Quincy. That's how much I don't like Quincy in this book. Because he did them dirty, and I can't say anything without, because I want people to experience yeah. that. But he, y'all, Quincy did them dirty. He did them yeah. real dirty. So Carlos is in and out of jail. Carl has graduated from college, uh-huh. and he becomes city councilman of Detroit. Yeah. He has it all. He's got the job he wanted. He's got his wife, Sheila, which, you know, she another one out of not life. and they have their two children
1: yeah
0: and then carl becomes bored with the everyday routine of his life Uh and he kind of admits to himself that you know he likes how spontaneous carlos is Uh and he tries to spice up his life by being affectionate with his wife and she shoves him away because she's studying for the bar and then Uh it's revealed that they haven't been intimate in at least three months so, of course, he has an affair with his new assistant, who's a white woman.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know why you had to make her white. That's my first question. What the hell? And then, you know, of course, everything starts to shift for, you know, for Carlton. Because, you know, she. that's all I can say without ruining the book. But... Yes. So how did you come up with all these plot twists?
1: Um, Off the top of my head.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you just decided, I'm going to throw a white chick in here. He's going to have an affair with her and all this other stuff that happened between the brothers and all of that. You just off the top of your head, huh?
1: Yeah, I mean... I mean, let's be just be honest here. You know, um, I'm not saying all, so brothers, don't don't shoot me down for this. But (laughs) (laughs) we we know how um, some. I'm 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 saying some, not all. Some um, black men, when they get successful, they feel like you know uh, they want. They need a Karen in their life. (laughs) So don't, don't get mad at me. <laughs> sure. I was just being realistic.
0: <laughs> Come on. Now you're a writer. You're supposed to be, you're supposed to, you know, we, we can create the worlds. You could at least. Made... <laughs> yeah. But I
1: wanted to make the situation even worse for Colton
0: though. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. I was like, see the new here, new assistant here. She comes. I was like, don't the whole time I was reading that book. I was like, don't you dare do this, Janae. And, I, and Then they went out for lunch. I was like, yep, she gonna do it. She gonna yeah. do it. Damn it. <laughs> so, if this book yeah. was made into a movie, what celebrities do you see playing the roles?
1: Oh, that's such a good question because I actually really um, want to work on getting it into a into a film. Uh, okay. Let's see. Oh,
0: shoot. <laughs> I put you on the spot, huh?
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, I'll I'll take you off the hook a little bit. The twins might be a little harder because you know we don't I don't know of a whole lot of twin celebrities. But who would you get to play Quincy? Um, I definitely
1: I like Anthony Mackie. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, I think he could play.
0: You like think that. so? <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. <laughs> but uh, let's
1: see, let's see who else.
0: And what about <laughs> Sheila? Because she's a little witch.
1: Oh. Shoot. <laughs> yeah
0: i got you stumped huh <laughs> you need some time to do the casting call Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay well we'll move on to the next question so do any of these characters out of all the ones you've written is there one that holds a special place in your heart
1: uh you mean in this book or just one in general
0: in this book
1: oh uh, yeah uh carlos
0: <laughs> really okay why
1: yeah because you know he does get to a point where he does grow up and I think once he notices that he's missing out on his uh his child's life he he figures that he needs to grow up and be a man and find a way to make money the legit way instead of, you know trying to sell drugs and live the fast life mm-hmm. yeah and then like, Oh, I will give it too much
0: away, like he does end up getting screwed up or something. Mm-hmm. He sure does. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I still couldn't believe that. I kept... Re- and y'all going to have yeah. to just read the book if you know want to know what I'm talking about. But I was just like, wow. That is so calculated. Yeah. 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 I just... Wow, I couldn't believe that. I uh, I can't even say anything because I don't want to give it away. But that was really yeah. calculated. That was uh, that was cold blooded. It's just the ones
1: that you would suspect. I'm just gonna say that.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So you have three other books out right now, and one yeah. coming out in December. Yes. So Good tell book. us the title of each of your books and give us a little sneak preview about what what, what each of them are about.
1: Okay, Flirt with Temptations is my first book and that is a single woman who likes to sleep with married men. Oh. Yes.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: yes. And she does not care. She has no qualms about herself. and She's like, hey, don't get mad at me because your man found me attractive. You know. <laughs> 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 That's why your man is happy with me and not with you and You know, so
0: are there any like how does that I can't I don't want you to give the ending of the book away. But how does she obviously has to get into some kind of a situation, right?
1: Oh, yeah. She gets her ass kicked. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Okay (laughs) She she runs into a crazy ass stalker. One of the men like she puts it on. One of the guys a little bit too well, and he gets a little bit too attached.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. So kind of a fatal attraction thing going on.
1: Yeah, kind of, sort of, yeah.
0: mm-hmm. All right. And what's your next book?
1: My, my next book is Daddy's Home, and that story is about a young lady who gets um, molested by her father. Wow. Yeah, and the killer part is her mother walks in on she actually walks in on it and doesn't do anything about it. <gasps> yeah.
0: Wow. So, yeah. That's awful. Oh my goodness.
1: And basically she pretty much abandons her and leaves her um like alone with alone with the guy. So Yeah.
0: What was the inspiration behind that story?
1: Okay. Thank you. I'm so glad you asked me that. <laughs> 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 okay, so wow, I was actually on my way home and I was actually waiting on a bus. So <laughs> I heard a young lady saying that she had to sell her ass basically to make oh rent. Goodness. And um I just was like, Wow And she was having a uh, dialogue between it was like a dialogue between her and her boyfriend and she was like, "You just don't know what, what, like what I have to do to make money and blah blah blah." And uh, I found their wow. like, their conversation was so I am like, "That's pretty juicy." <laughs> so, so I was like, "Ooh, let me turn that into a story." And then here we go with Daddy's Home, <laughs> yeah. Because
0: uh, wow, that's
1: yeah, <laughs> that's once, quite a story. Uh, Dan- Danielle, she she runs away from home and then she ends up. Actually, you know, pretty much bed hopping, um, going from her friend's house, her aunt's house. Her aunt, her aunt tries to help her, but you know, being Danielle, she's hurt. She actually um, realizes that the person that she thought was her father is was actually not her father, and she ends up, you know, uh, getting herself into some trouble. She becomes homeless. She's stripping. She gets involved with drugs and homeless. And I don't want to get too
0: much away, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you really do bring all the drama from the streets in your books, like your website says. <laughs> <laughs> and so the next book you have is called Besties. Tell us a little bit about that one. Okay, so
1: Besties is basically when you feel like you're about, you think like, oh, this is my homegirl, I've known her all my life, and then you come to realize she's been plotting against you the whole entire time, so um, ouch yeah, um, imagine you renewing your vows with your husband, right? Mm -hmm. renewing your vows with your husband uh oh you catch your husband screwing your best friend and then best friend and then your best friend tell you, Oh girl,
0: remember when I told
1: you I was pregnant? Girl, guess who oh. the father is? Like, wow. Okay. <laughs> yikes.
0: Yeah. So you're A1 from day one. Like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's 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 a lot. That's a lot. And then you have I, I'm scared to wow. ask what sleeping with the enemy is about. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Now, I'm actually so happy to be uh, finally releasing this story. I sat on this story for a good four years because I thought that the topic was a little bit too much for people to handle. But I just decided to just release it and let it go. Okay, so (laughs)
0: what is the topic?
1: Okay, so the main character, um, Jeffrey Willis, is born with the the HIV virus. And Mm -hmm. he... He tries to spread it to as many men and women as possible. Wow. Yes, and he's very narcissistic, very sadistic, and basically he screws over every single person that he meets. Wow. Yeah. So it
0: sounds like he's upset that he was born with this disease.
1: Yes, that's what Mm. instilled in him, basically. Mm. Like, no one's going to feel sorry for you, so you might as well just you know, take some people down along the
0: way. Wow. Wow. Okay, so can we have a little hint like obviously like what did his mom did his mom how does she contract it? Um uh,
1: well, um or is
0: that given too much away?
1: No, actually, um the mother it from the father, because the father was very promiscuous, and didn't use oh, so, wow! so, yeah, and uh, it passed it along to, yeah, they passed along to her, and the wow. like, actual, the father was uh, abusive, and the mother, he killed uh, Jeffrey's mother, so they were rescued. yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: Okay, <laughs> okay, my goodness. Yeah so you got a lot of drama going on in these stories so let us have a peek inside that pretty brain of yours and tell us what your writing process looks like on an average day
1: uh my writing process uh, I have to jot down a lot of notes the stuff just comes to me in my head majority of the time when I'm asleep um (laughs) stuff comes to me so um and you still remember it when you wake up? No, usually if something comes to me, I'll try to, I'll I have to, literally, I'll put, put notes in my phone. And-
0: so when you dream about stuff, you can still, like, when I dream about, I'll dream about, like, all these wonderful stories, and then I'll wake up and can't remember half of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So do you, when you go to write, do you, do you have a set time that you write, or do you just write when it comes to you? Do you put on music? Like, what does that, your whole day look like when you write? Uh,
1: so what i because i have a i do have a uh, 9 year old daughter so i write mm-hmm. when she sleeps okay yeah i, I write when she sleeps cuz that's the only time when she's not bugging me
0: and, <laughs> i know that feeling <laughs>
1: I, know, I, know, I love her dearly i love her dearly though
0: <laughs> <laughs> right of course you do <laughs>
1: but uh, yeah so i will say this i do listen to music um, i listen to the sunshine I Roy Ayers, The Sunshine and Cooling Mm -hmm. the Gang um, when I was writing Double Take. So, that really uh, helped me uh, write that book. So, I I, um, I love, I just, like, I don't know, it's just, like, something about music, it really helps me to write.
0: Okay, okay. So, when you write, how long do you write for? Do you set a certain amount of time, or do you just write until you can't write anymore? Do you have a word goal or a page goal?
1: Usually I just write until I can't write anymore. Uh, or at least I try to at least bust out a chapter or something. Yeah. I don't force myself to write. I, I, okay. don't, I don't like to force myself to write. Because uh, with Sleeping with the Enemy, I had writer's block, I think, for a good should, about a year and a half, close to two years, I had writer's block. Wow. Yeah. So.
0: That's a long stretch.
1: Yeah, it is. That's sad. Like I sat on the story for like four years.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: So, um, because um, I had like the first half of the story, but I had good mm-hmm. writer's block for a good long time, and then. <sighs>
0: so did you work on other projects while you had that writer's block, yeah, sure. or what did you I, do? I wrote
1: Besties while I had that. Um, so I, it, I just had writer's block with that story. I didn't just oh write okay. Block. I, I wrote Besties at the same time, like while I did the
0: okay block. yeah. Well, that's good that you had something else that you could work on. You know, that's why I always like to have at least two or three books that are you know in progress because when I get tired of one, I can just shift to another one.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's easier that way. It's like cause if you don't write, you start feeling like, dang, I'm being real unproductive. Right, exactly. <laughs> I need to get my stuff together. <laughs>
0: So, in addition to Sleeping with the Enemy, do you have any other projects on the horizon? Actually, uh, yeah, I've started uh,
1: writing uh, scripts. So, I want to start uh, writing scripts for uh, TV. And I, I want to finish writing the script for uh, Daddy's Home. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Double Take. Okay,
0: so do you have yeah. uh, ideas for, for scripts that you want to write? Or are, are they just the scripts for the books you already have?
1: I have one just for that book I want to write, and yeah, I, I do have um, other ideas for scripts. Go
0: ahead. Do you have, like, do you, can you share a couple, like, some ideas you have?
1: Yeah, I also have, um, okay, so let's take um walk with Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, no, Lord. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually wanted, I got, I got a lot of ideas, so one of the stories I wanted to write it was a story called Label Whore. And it was going to be basically about a young lady trying to get into the industry, but she has to, you know, jump through all these hoops to try to get taken seriously.
0: That's so. It sounds like you got some some interesting things in the works there.
1: Yeah, and then um, I have Leilani's Secret*, and that's about a young lady who's battling like, I mean, I mean, she's like juggling her acting career and her personal life, and then her personal life, she's getting abused by her boyfriend.
0: Oh. Yeah. Wow. So. Okay.
1: Yeah, she's trying to hide the fact that she's getting abused from the uh, public eye. Yeah.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah, that never goes well. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you, it sounds like you got some good projects in the works. So, where do you get your story ideas from?
1: Uh, Most of the time, uh, I get um, some come to me in my head. The other time, it's just I write some things about uh, what's going on in the world right now because, like Leilani's Secret, I actually, I that's a story I already wrote. I wrote that story when I was yeah, I wrote that story when I was sixteen. I just never uh, published. That's actually going to be coming out after Sleeping with It.
0: Nice. Okay, I'll be looking forward to that. Yeah, I gotta I gotta get some more of your books because Double Take was a very interesting <laughs> story. And in talking to you, I could see you know I like to see how you're you kind of. You have, like you said, these drama-filled stories. So I'm gonna have to check out a few more. So, if you could give aspiring writers one piece of advice that you wish you knew starting out, what would it be?
1: Don't expect people to support you. Do it anyway. Don't don't be like, oh, so and so doesn't support me. Who cares? Do it Mm. anyway. It's your day, not theirs. Believe in yourself. Because. You don't believe in yourself, ain't nobody else gonna believe in you. You, this is your dream. It's like because it's something that I had to learn myself, you know. Uh, we get disappointed when people that we think will should be in our corner is not, but you know what? Who cares? Mm-hmm. You know, they're not paying your bills, who cares? It's your dream, mm-hmm. you know. Cause mm-hmm. I've heard like God didn't give the vision right. to them, He gave it exactly. to you to you to mm-hmm. get it out there, you know, because most of the time, the people that will support you are going to be strangers, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and uh, have tough skin, have thick skin,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, you definitely have to have that yeah. as a writer. Yeah,
1: you do, you know, you might get a review, and somebody tries your book, and if you don't have uh, thick skin, you'd be like, okay, well, maybe I'm not a good writer, and I'm going to mm-hmm. quit. Because I'm like, I, I I was like that in the beginning when I first started writing. But I'm like, mm-hmm. this is what I, like, everybody, you know, writing is up to interpretation. So everybody has a, mm-hmm. you know, what somebody, right. one person might not like it, but like 50 more people might love it. So,
0: right. You know, everything isn't for everybody. Every, you're going to have some people who like it and some people who don't.
1: Right. Like some people might not like Beyonce, you know, who cares? Right. Do you think Beyonce right. can't? right um my advice would be to you know believe in yourself and don't expect people to support you support will come as long as you keep Mm -hmm. going that was Mm -hmm. yeah
0: absolutely and you're a self-published author Mm mm-hmm So tell us why you chose to go this route because I feel that it's really important, but I I like for my writers who are self-published to share why they chose to go that avenue.
1: Um, I chose to go this route because I could be in full control of everything. It is a Mm -hmm. lot of work, you know. It's a lot of work. You know, and it's a lot harder to try to, try to get published traditionally it's not impossible it's just a lot harder and Mm -hmm. um and as far as the work that we write like as far as like black authors I don't think Mm -hmm. anyone understands our work except for us right yeah
0: exactly exactly and there's a propensity for um the the publishing world to uh, try and phase us out when something doesn't catch on right away, whereas they don't really do that with white authors. They, if something doesn't work with a white author, they'll just try a different a- avenue. But with us, it's just like, okay, it didn't work, you're done. So I, I think it's just really important to, um, you know, to, to self-publish and to have our own publishing companies, because we don't need anybody to try and and tell our stories or tell us what short stories should and shouldn't be told. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes. And, um, when I go to the bookstores, I've always been upset about the, um, amount of attention that we get in the store. Mm -hmm. Like we get enough, um, attention, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I just feel like we could just take up, more instead of we only get like a little small section where all the other authors they take up you know most of the store
0: and mm-hmm. i
1: don't feel like we get um, as much as like a, a book signing they're you know major retailers i don't that's just my opinion i could be wrong but i don't feel like we get as much of a uh promoted as right white authors and i believe not to be funny but i think we are just as good if not better than they are
0: of course, we are. Of course, we are, yeah. I had a little moment the other day because I went into Books a Million mm-hmm. yesterday with my daughter, and usually, there is a section that is just black authors, yeah you know. and i've always I've always felt torn about that because yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the one hand, it's like, great because now I can just go right here and I can just browse through the authors and I know I'm going to have a black author because you know, I've been you know, wanting to read a lot more black authors but on the other hand I'm like but white people are going to walk right past this mm-hmm. because they don't want to read it and when I went to the store yesterday the African American fiction section was gone Yes, mm-hmm. and I said oh that's interesting so I asked the woman I said well where did you move it to she said oh we just moved the authors in with all the other authors it's so if you want something from romance they're going to be in the romance so they just they put them in by genre yeah. so part of me was happy because I was like okay that's good because that means these authors are going to be able to get to discovered more when people are just browsing through the books mm-hmm. but on the other hand it's like I want to just be able to go and see like okay these are black authors I want to get their books so right. I feel so yeah. torn yeah. <laughs> And then I talked to my friend about it. He was like, yeah, but it's not like they were doing that because, you know, they have love for us. He was like, they were probably doing it for one of two reasons. One, because it's a politically correct thing to do now. Uh-huh. or And two, because they just don't order enough of our books, you know, to warrant keeping us in our own section. So it's like, it's, you know, there's such a duality with that topic. It's just, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're still
1: fighting for respect. I don't think, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, okay. absolutely. So, why don't you tell our readers where they can find all of your books?
1: Uh, you can find my books at my website at janaemariebooks dot com, and I have free shipping and I autograph all copies of my books.
0: Okay, and for my readers out there, it's spelled J A N A E M A R I E books dot com.
1: Yes, and also on that. okay. Also on Amazon um, and paperback and e- ebook as well.
0: Okay. And then tell us where we can find you on social media.
1: I'm uh, on Facebook.com slash author Marie. Instagram <laughs> at author Janae underscore, wait, author Janae, <laughs> 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 author Janae underscore underscore marie five i'm sorry yeah so
0: that's okay
1: instagram.com slash author janae underscore marie five
0: okay great all right so i want to thank you janae for coming on the show today and sharing your time and your talents with us truly enjoyed having you here thank
1: you for having me.
0: Um, so I'm absolutely so honored that you that you came on the show, and I'm definitely going to be getting more books. And please know that you're welcome back on the show anytime one of your books releases.
1: Okay, thank you.
0: You're welcome. And, Boos and Bros, I'm going to leave you with a simple quote today from the late, great Walter Dean Myers, who says, very simply, reading is not optional. Until next time, Boos and Bros, grab a book and read, and I'm out. You've been listening to Between the Reads. I'm your host, Audra Russell. Thanks for tuning in. This week's episode was brought to you by loyal Patreon supporters, romance author D.L. White, whose books you can find at booksbydlwhite.com, Xanthine's All Natural Products, which you can find at xanthines.com, that's X-A-N-T-H-I-N-E-S.com, and by The Ultimate in Urban Literature, Paper Chase Publications, which you can find at paperchasepublications.com. Tune in next week for another great episode.